It is said that sometimes you don't appreciate the miracle of what you have until you've seen the other side. For example, if God forbid someone has some sort of stomach problem, they only realize the miracle that it was that that every time they ate, they were able to digest their food so perfectly once they're no longer able to. Or if God forbid someone has a really bad cough, they will only then appreciate what a miracle it is that regularly they are able to breathe easily. That it's only once you are on the other side do you recognize what be- how great of a miracle it was before. As you know, earlier this year, I gave birth to my third son. And it is o- that I have a three-and-a-half-year-old son, a two-year-old son, and now a newborn son. And it is only now that I realize what a complete miracle it is that the Arbabanim, the four sons, are all sitting at the Seder together. Only now can I appreciate how big of a miracle that truly is. So tonight we are going to talk about this first miracle that is written about in the Haggadah, the miracle of the Arbabanim. We don't usually refer to it as a miracle, but I'm telling you, it's definitely a miracle. The paragraph about the Arbabanim is one of the more famous. It is in the beginning of the Haggadah. The, in the beginning of Magid, we, we have the Manishana, followed by Avadim Hayinu, and now we jump right in into the mitzvah of Sipur Yitziat Mitzrayim. And the Haggadah tells us, Keneged Arbabanim Dibra Torah. Echad Chacham, the Echad Rasha, the Echad Tam, the Echad She'inu Yudea Lishol. The Echad She'inu Yudea Lishol. The Torah speaks to four sons one who is wise, one who is wicked, one who is simple, and one who does not even know how to ask the question. Chachamahu Omer, the wise son, what does he say? What are these rules and these regulations and these laws that Hashem has commanded you? The Afata and Morlo Kehilchos HaPesach, and you should tell him the Halacho, the laws of Pesach. In Maftirin Achar HaPesach Afikoman, that you may not eat after the Karban Pesach, after the Afikoman, you may not taste anything else. So tonight we are going to focus specifically on this son, the Chacham, the wise son. In the next three weeks, we are going to focus on the Rasha, the Tam, and the She'inu Yodei Lishol. But for tonight, we are going to focus on this introductory paragraph and the statement of the Chacham. So this paragraph can be broken down into four parts. There is the introduction, which is Keneged Arba Banim Dibras, where we are introduced to the four sons. We are introduced to the four different types of sons. We are then introduced to the Chacham specifically, Chacham Mahu Omer. And then we are told the question, What are these laws, rules, and ordinances that Hashem has commanded you? That is part two. We are then told a general answer that we should give to the Chacham, which is the Afata and Morlo Kehelchos HaPesach. You should tell him the Halachot of Pesach. And then the fourth part is the more specific answer that we are meant to give him, the specific Halacha that we are meant to tell over. And that is the Ein Maftir and Achar HaPesach Afikoman. 
So in this small little piece, we have it broken down into four separate parts. And you are we are going to see that in a moment, we are going to delve into a very, very close reading of this paragraph. And the question is, why such an analysis? Because if we think about what the Haggadah is, the Haggadah is not like a book of Tanakh that was what if it is a book of the Torah that was written by Hashem or a book of Nevi'im that was written by a specific Navi that was given over to us as a complete text in order to tell us a general story. Rather, the Haggadah is a compilation of texts that were developed over many, many years and distilled down into this final version that we have today. And this final version of the Haggadah today was meant to be the ultimate educational guide in which we carry out the, the mitzvah of Sipor Yetzirah Mitzrayim. That this is the guide that is meant to take us through the mitzvah of Pesach. So this is not a text that we are using just to understand a general picture of what went on. Rather, each and every word was specifically chosen in order to give us the message that we are meant to take away from this evening. So therefore, we are going to analyze each piece of each one of these statements very, very carefully. So where does the, this paragraph of the Arba Banim originate from? We said that the, the Haggadah is distilled down from many, many generations and many, many texts. So what is the original text? The original text is found in Sefer Devarim. There are four separate psukim throughout all of the Torah that are compiled together, and each one is the statement of one of the Banim. So in Devarim Parakvav it says, Ki ben Tomorrow your son will ask, what are these rules and laws and ordinances that Hashem commanded you? However, the psukim in the Torah are each written separately. There is not one paragraph in the Torah that consists of all four of the son's questions. Rather, it is only later on when we get to the Mechelta, to the Midrash, to the Yerushalmi, that we have compilations of all four sons together. And the most similar to the text that we have today is found in the Mechilta, which is a Midrashic work. It says in the Mechilta de Rabbi Ishmael, Arba banim heim, echad chacham, ve'echad rasha, ve'echad tam, ve'echad she'ino yodei alashol. So, so far we have one difference, which is that in our, in our text in the Haggadah, it says, that the Torah addresses four different sons. And here in the Mechilta, it simply says, so the text seems relatively similar. However, there are a few differences which lead to three questions that I want to point out. The first question we already mentioned, that in the Mechilta, it simply says, Arba Banimhim, there are four sons. Whereas in the Haggadah, it says, Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah. It is to four different sons that the Torah addresses. The next question is, why does it say in our Pasuk, in, in our text in the Haggadah, and in the text of the Mechilta, Chacham Mahu Omer, what does the wise son say? And not, what does the wise son ask? As it says in the Pasuk. In the Pasuk, in the environment, it says, Kish al when your son will ask. So why then, when we have it in the text in the Haggadah, why doesn't it say, 
Chacham Mahu Shoel, the wise son, what does he ask? Because it is a question that he states. Why does it say a more? Why does it say that he said and not that he asks? And lastly, the third question that I want to address is why in the Mechilta does it say Otanu? Asher Tziva Hashem Elokinu Otanu that Hashem commanded all of us, as opposed to in the text in the Haggadah that we have, in which it says, Asher Tziva Hashem Elokinu Etchan, that Hashem, our God, commanded you. So why this difference between Hashem commanded us and Hashem commanded you? But first, before we try to answer these three questions, I want to try to understand, who is this Chacham? What is his strength? What are his potential weaknesses? What is a Chacham? How do we understand this first son? Simply translated, it means the wise son. But what does that mean? What does it mean to be wise? And to try to understand this, I started to think about where in Tanakh it mentions someone who is a Chacham. The first mention of a Chacham comes in Sefer Barishas. We are in the very end of Barishas in which Yosef has already been pulled from jail and brought up to try to interpret Paro's dreams. How did Yosef end up there? As we know, Yosef was sold down to Egypt by his brothers. He was brought into the home of Potiphar. In Potiphar's house, unfortunately, he ran into some trouble with the wife of Potiphar, which landed him in jail. In jail, he became very well liked by everyone else who was there. And eventually, the butler and the baker of power were thrown into the jail as well, and they befriended Yosef. A little while later, the two of them had dreams, and Yosef was the one who interpreted their dreams. For the baker, he interpreted the dream that he was going to be killed, and for the butler, he interpreted the dream that he was going to be released from jail. Both of these dreams did come true, and when the butler was released from jail, Yosef said to him, remember me, please remember me, mention me to Paro, I want to get out of here. However, as soon as the butler tasted freedom, he forgot about his friend Yosef. Until one day, Paro had a dream that he could not understand, and he wanted someone to come interpret his dream. And the butler then remembered his good friend Yosef from back in his days in jail. So Yosef is called out and asked to interpret Paro's dream, which he does. Paro's dream was that there were seven skinny cows who devoured um, seven fat cows. And the explanation that Yosef gave was that there were going to be seven years of plenty, seven years of prosperous growth in Egypt, followed by seven years of complete famine. And Yosef suggested to Paro that he choose someone who was wise, who had a good sense of what needed to be done, who should carry out a plan that he would save up in the years of plenty so that they would have during the years of famine. And it is at this point that our Pasuk comes up. In Barisha's Parakmel, Aleph, Pasuk, Lamitai. And Paro said to Yosef, Paro says, who can I choose who is greater and more wise and smarter than you are? Of course, I'm going to choose you. You, Yosef, you are going to be appointed in order to carry out this plan. Then, so there, Yosef is the first one to be called a chacham. The Paro says, there is no one smarter than you. Also in our Egypt story, the next person to, or group of people to be called the Chacham are the Chartumei Mitzrayim. The, the magicians of Egypt are called Chachamim. Next up is Bitzalel and Ohaliyav. In Shemos Paraklam and Aleph, when we are receiving the commandments to build the Mishkan, and Hashem tells us that he has appointed 
architects and builders to carry out the plans to build the Mishkan. And those people are B'tzalel and Ohaliyah. And as we are introduced to them, it's most Paraklam and Aleph. Behold, I have called upon B'tzalel, the son of Uri, excuse me, the son of Hor, from the tribe of Yehuda. The Amaleo to Ruach Alokim, and I will fill him up with Ruach Alokim, Bechachma, Bitfuna, Uvidat. I will fill him up with wisdom, with understanding, and with knowledge. Ubechol Melacha, La Shov Machshavu, La Sop is a hub with Kesap Ubanachoshet. He will now have all of the skills that he needs to work with gold and with silver and with copper. He will know how to work with stone. He will know how to work with wood. He will know how to do everything that he needs to do. And behold, I will give alongside him Ohaliyah, the son of Achisamach, Lemati Dan, from the tribe of Dan. Who believe Kol Chacham Leiv, Natati Chachma, Vasu et Kol Asher Tzivisicha. I gave both of them chachmat leave. I made them both wise in their hearts, and they will do everything that I have commanded. So B'tzal and Ohaliyav, by them, the words chacham appear again and again and again. So again, we have Yosef, who is addressed as a chacham. We have the chachamim, who are the chartimim Mitzrayim. We have B'tzal and Ohaliyav, who are chachamim. We also, when we are told that we should appoint leaders for each of the shvatim, and we should appoint different shoftim to judge B'nai Yisrael, they are also called chachamim, that one of the criteria that we need is for them to be a chacham. However, we have one primary example of someone who we know to be a greater Chacham than any other Chacham who has ever lived, and that is Shlomo HaMelech. In Malachim Aleph Parak, hey, we are told about Shlomo's wisdom. Shlomo is given a tremendous amount of Chachma. Utfuna harbim eud, an understanding that is incredibly great. And he has given a breadth of knowledge that is like the sand that is on the sea. The wisdom of Shlomo exceeded the wisdom of everyone else at the time. And we call Chachmat Mitzrayim. He was more wise than all of the wise people in Egypt. He is smarter than this person, and he is smarter than that person. He is smarter than the next person. He is smarter than anyone who ever existed. And he wrote an abundance of songs and riddles and poems, and he was so smart. He knew every species of tree and plant and animal and fish and bug. He knew it all. Everyone from around heard of his wisdom, and they all came to hear of the wisdom of Shlomo. But what is this Chachma? It says over and over again that Shlomo was a Chacham, that he was given a tremendous amount of Chachma, that he was so wise. But what does this mean? What is the Chachma of Shlomo? It says in the Midrash Tan Chuma, if we skip down one, to the middle of the second line, 
אמר רבי יוחנן בשם רבי שמעון בן יהוא צדק, משל המלך שהיה לו אוהב, והיה המלך אוהבו יותר מדי. We are given a mashal about Rabbi Yochanan, who tells us that there is a mashal to a king who had someone who he loved so much. Amar lei ha-melech, the king says to him, Sha'al mimeni kol ma sh'atertzev, ani notin l'cha. Ask me for anything that you want, and I will give it to you. Maya uto ohev chacham gadol. And this one, who was beloved by the king, was also quite smart. Amar. If I ask you to make me one type of officer, you will do it. And this will come to my hands. And if I ask you to make me a different type of ruler, it will come into my hand. You will do it for me. But rather, I'm going to ask for something that everything else great falls underneath it, is included within it. Immediately, he responds to the king, He comes over the king and he says, You said I should ask you for something. I am coming before you and I am asking you that I should be able to marry your daughter. Amar lehamelach. The, the king says to him, "Chayecha baruch ani rotsa, b'kach ani rotsa. Harei biti b'tov b'tcha." I want nothing more," says the king. "Of course, you chose to ask for the best thing that everything else is included with it, and I want nothing more than for my daughter to be in your house." Kach b'sha'asha amar lehakadosh baruch hu l'shlomo. So too, at the at the time when Hashem said to Shlomo, "Sha'al ma'itim lecha," ask and I will give it to you. Amar Shlomo Mashal. Shlomo thought to himself, what should I ask for? If I ask for silver and gold, this will come to me. And if I ask for the kingship, this will also come to me. Rather, I want to ask for something that everything else will fall underneath it. Immediately, he said before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I want to ask you for wisdom, for Chachma. Amar le HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responds to him and says, Chayecha, Yafesha Shesha'alta Shesha'alta Chachma. Good for you that you ask for Chachma. Shekod varin tefillin la, because everything else falls underneath it. Hakesef, Vahasav, Tfilimla, all the gold and the silver is nothing compared to this Chachma. Shanaamar, Tov Priya Meharut Umipaz, Utvuatimi Kesem Nivchar. The Hamalchos Tfilala, the kingship is tafel to it, is is underneath it, is less than this. Shanaamar, Vimalachim Yimlachu. Everything will be given to you, Shlomo. Hashem gave wisdom to Shlomo. He gave him the wisdom as a present. It was equivalent to the sand that is on the sea. Rabbanan Amrei, Melamid, Shahaita Chachmatoshal Shlomo, Shkulakereget Koyisrael, Shinim Shalu Kechol. He says, why specifically is this language used? That Hashem gave him Chachma that was greater than all of the sand by the sea, because B'nai Israel in the times of Avram Avinu were compared to that we will multiply and we will be great like all of the sand that is at the sea. 
In Am Yisrael, every person has their measure of Chachma. The old people, the young people, the Zikinim, the Chachamim, everybody has their little piece of wisdom. And if the entire nation stood on one side and Shlomo stood on the other side, his wisdom is greater than theirs. Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Levi says, just like the hole, just like the sand creates a barrier for him, and it acts as a barrier that the ocean should not take over the entire world. So to wisdom acts as that barrier between your Yetzir Hara and the rest of you, so that Chachma keeps your Yetzir Hara in check and doesn't allow it to take over everything you do. That a man who doesn't have something to stop his Yetzir Hara is like an ear pruta, it's like an open city with no wall. The Malbim adds in specifically here the difference between Chachma and Tuna, because we see many different words. Chachma, Da'a, Bina, understanding, everything seems to use a different word. So the Malbim tries to explain to us here what is the difference between Chachma and Tuna. Besides for the typical Chachma, which is that of Hanhaga, of leadership. What does this mean? The Malbim is picking up on a trend that we could have noticed before. That trend is in looking at all of the other places in which it discusses Chachma and the Tanakh and recognizing that in each of those places, it is used as a sort of descriptor of rulership, of leadership. That is a quality that everyone there who is a leader has. That whether it was Yosef in his leadership, whether it is Ptah and Ohaliyav in building the Rishab Migdash, each of them... Um, or rather it is the Shoftim and the leaders of each of the tribes, each of them, Chachma, is used here as a language of leadership. However, the Malbim says it's greater than this, that Chachma is greater than just a leadership quality. Rather, Hashem gave Shlomo a tremendous amount of Chachma and Tfuna Harbimeod, and also a great amount of understanding. We already explained in Mishlei. The difference between Chachma and Tvuna, or Bina, understanding. What is Chachma? It is Kol Chachmat Hamidu. It is the wisdom and the wisdom of human of human character traits. And any matter which comes down to good or evil is part of Chachma. So what is the difference between Chachma and Tuna? Tuna is knowing the difference between Emes and Sheker. And Chachma is just knowing what is good and what is bad. What is Rochav Leib? Rochav Leib is knowing the difference between everything else. It is having an expansive knowledge. So what is Chachma? Chachma is knowledge, but it is also an understanding of what is good and what is evil. Tvuna is understanding. Um, 
but, and the ability to discern between truth and untruth, between MS and Checker. And Rochav Leib is the breadth of knowledge, the width of knowing the different types of Chachma and Tuna. It's knowing the difference between everything else. So right now we have what is Chachma? Chachma seems to simply be knowledge. That based on what we saw prior to Shlomo HaMelech, it was a leadership quality. It was not something specific, but it was a sort of wisdom that made you worthy of being a leader. Once we get to Shlomo, however, we see that he had a greater amount of Chachma than anyone else who had ever lived. And he is described specifically as knowing a lot about many, many things that he knew about the trees and he knew about the plants and he knew about all of the animals. And that was what was described as having a tremendous amount of Chachma. However, I want to try to understand deeper here. So who is this Chacham? Now let's try to understand it. Let's take it back to the Haggadah. So we have this basic understanding of Chachma everywhere else. But what does Chachma mean in our context? And to begin to understand that, I want to look at the Gemara and Brachot on Daf Nandayim. The Gemara and Brachot says, Tenu Rabbanan, Shlosham Lachimhim. There are three kings. Someone who sees David in their dream, has a yearning for piety. Shlomo, someone who pictures Shlomo in his dream, has a desire for wisdom. Achav, someone who views Achav in his dream, is really just afraid of punishment. There are three great works of Ketubim. Haro Sefer Tehillim, someone who, when you mention this, thinks of Sefer Tehillim, clearly has a desire for piety. Mishlei, someone who imagines Mishlei, clearly thinks about Chachma. And Eov, someone who thinks about Eov, is really just afraid of being punished. There are also three smaller works of Ketubim. Someone who sees Shirashirim in a dream. Has a yearning for piety. Someone who imagines Kohelet has a yearning for wisdom. And Eicha, which is called Kino, clearly has a fear of punishment. So what is going on here? What does this have to do with the Chachma of Shlomo? And what does this have to do with the Chacham in our Haggadah? And I would like to bring up a concept that is mentioned by Chazal that many people know, which is, what was Shlomo HaMelech's downfall? If he was more wise than any other man on earth, what was Shlomo HaMelech's downfall? And that was his wisdom itself. That Shlomo HaMelech allowed his wisdom to go unchecked. That he, at a certain point, believed he had outsmarted everything else that he didn't necessarily have to do everything that he was told because he had such a deep knowledge and understanding and he believed that if he understood the reason behind it or he understood why he had to do what he was told to do, therefore he could circumvent actually being actually needing to do it. And therefore he fell into a number of traps which ended up as his downfall. Sorry, just gathering my thought. So what does this have to do with the Gemara and Brachos? And I begin believe that the Gemara and Brachos is leading us down a certain path, which is to point out to us that this Chacham in our text in the Haggadah is specifically called a Chacham and not a Tzadik. It would seem that he should be called a Tzadik because the opposite of a Rasha, if we're talking about opposites here, that there is the Rasha, 
then the opposite person should be a tzaddik. A chacham, someone who is wise, is not the opposite of a rasha. That is just the interpretation that we have accepted to make sense, which is that we look at it as the good son, the evil son, the simple son, and the super simple son. However, it is not that. Rather, we are told that he is a chacham. However, the Rav Yosef Kimchi tells us what the point is, how we take that chacham, and we can possibly make it into a tzaddik. So Rav Yosef Kimchi, in his parish on Mishle, tells us that what is the key to chachma? The key to chachma is l'dat chachma v'musar l'havin imre bina. He explains this pasuk in Mishlei, L'da'at chachma v'musar ba'avor ki chachma b'lo musar ki ohel b'lo mitarim. Rav Yosef Kimchi tells us that chachma, wisdom, without musar, without a focus on self-improvement, without a sense of analyzing our actions, improving ourselves, is like pitching a tent with no poles. The hamusar b'li chachma, and studying musar, trying to work on ourselves, without chachma, without intelligence, lo yitachem ki chachma yusag b'musar. This also won't work, because the two have to come together. And the dot mikra emphasizes this well and says, the Dat Mikra tells us as well that in order to be a true Chacham, you have to be, um, you have to have Musar as well. So what is going on here? What does this have to do with our Chacham in the text? What does this have to do with Shlomo HaMelech? Shlomo HaMelech was the wisest man. He was the greatest Chacham that had ever lived. However, what was his downfall? His downfall was that his chachma was not paired with Musar. So therefore, when we look at the chacham in our text in the Haggadah, we are meant to notice that right now he is a chacham. He is juxtaposed next to the rasha in order to make that seem strange. If we were simply given a list, and perhaps even if we were given a list in which it was chacham, tam, rasha, and she'ino yodeh we were told that there is the wise son and the simple son, and there is the wicked son and the son who doesn't even know how to ask. If it was given to us in a different order, we may not have a problem with it being a chacham. But because he is juxtaposed to the rasha, it draws our attention, it alerts our antennas to the fact that something seems strange here. The fact that the chacham should be a tzaddik. And the message that we are meant to internalize from the chacham is how what we are told in this paragraph is going to take that chacham from someone who is simply a chacham, who has that wisdom, and is going to elevate them to the next level, is going to bring them to the level of a tzaddik. What do I mean? Let's take a step back. What is the Seder? The Seder is our primary chinuch opportunity of the year. Everything that we are doing at the Seder is meant to incite a question. It is meant to cause the children to ask. The mitzvah of Seder night is not to learn the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Rather, it is Sipor Yitziat Mitzrayim. It is the telling of the story of the Exodus of Egypt. And a huge mitzvah of the evening is that you should tell it over to your children. And therefore, the Haggadah, as we mentioned, is not simply giving us information, but rather the Haggadah is giving us the educational tools in order to make the most of the Seder that we are going to have. So what does this mean? Rav Gedalia Dov Schwartz, 
um, asks the question, why is it the, tzad- the Chacham that we are told about and not the Tzadik? Why should it the Tzadik be the first of the sons? Because you have to take a Chacham and you have to prepare him to be a Tzadik. That the two are not interchangeable. However, someone who is a Chacham has a tremendous amount of potential to become a Tzadik. The two are not synonymous. Rather, they are two points along the same line that one can begin as a Chacham and has to develop themselves into a Tzadik. So now we are going to go through and we are going to understand what the tools that are given to us in order to turn this chacham into a tzaddik. So the second question that we had is why does it say, the, sorry, the first question that we had is why does it say keneget arba banim dibra Torah as opposed to saying arba banim him. There are simply that there are four children, which is listed to, which is what is told to us in the Mechilta. When it says in the Mechilta, Arba Manimhim, there are four sons, that just seems like a statement. There are four sons. However, when the Haggadah tells us, Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah, this is also meant to alert us to the fact that this is the primary educational opportunity. That the Torah does not just exist and human beings exist. Rather, Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah. The Torah gives us the tools and mechanisms to address all different types of people. An educator, the leader of the Seder, you are being told to wake up right here and recognize that what you are about to delve into is not just a story of four sons that exist, rather that it is a guide that the Haggadah is giving us as to how to relate to four different types of people based on how the Torah relates to them. So we have the answer to our first question. Why is it not Arba Banim Him, but rather Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah, to alert us to the educational opportunity that is before us? The next question we had was, what is a Chacham? And that we came to understand. A Chacham is one who has a tremendous amount of knowledge, that they know the difference between good and bad. They know, as it came to be with Shlomo, they know that everything that is in the world, they have a tremendous amount of intellectual knowledge. However, the third question that we have is why does it say Omer instead of Sho'el? The Pasuk tells us, Kish al when your child will ask. However, our text in the Mechilta and our text in, um, in the Haggadah say, Chacham mahu Omer. The Chacham, what does he say? What is this telling us? This is telling us that not every time will your son come to you and ask that question. In Devarim, it says, your son will ask a question. However, here it says, Omer, that you have this Chacham, this son who is so wise, he knows so much. But even with such a wise son, it is your job as an educator to sometimes look at statements that are made and recognize the underlying question behind it. You are meant to look at the statement that you are presented with and see what went into this. See everything that built up until this point and see the underlying question in the statement that they're making. That the Chacham comes before and says, You have to recognize that this is a Chacham. This is someone who has a tremendous amount of wisdom. And he is entering into an awesome night. A night that is filled with so many intricacies, so many halacho, so many new things, new experiences. And you have to recognize, you have to think, what is his question going to be here? That it may be presented as a statement. Wow, there are so many details. Wow, look at all of those halacho. Wow, that karban pisaf, that process is amazing. 
But your job as an educator is to look behind that and say, what is this Chacham really asking me? He's asking me, What are all these rules? What are these laws? What are these ordinances? Recognize the question that is underlying the statement that is made. So why say Omer instead of Shoel? To tell us that sometimes this question is going to come in the form of a statement. But it is your job as an educator to recognize the underlying question behind that statement. So he wants to know. He is a Chacham. He wants to know everything. He asks about all the intricacies, the Halachot, and you answer him. And you answer him. But how do you answer him? And that is the next step that the Haggadah is going to tell us. So let's look back, and it says, Chachamahu Omer, that Hashem has commanded you. So the next question we asked is, why the difference? In the Pasuk, it says, Etchem. In the Mechilta, it says, Otanu. And then in our text in the Haggadah, it says, Etchem as well. Why was there this switch between the Pasuk and then the Mechilta, and then this switch back between the Mechilta and our text in the Haggadah? And I would like to say that in order to understand this, we have to focus in specifically on the Mechilta. We also have to fast forward a little bit to next week's year. Next week's year is going to focus on the Rasha. And what happens to the Rasha? The Rasha says, What is all this work that you are doing? What is all this avoda lachem to you? And we are told, You should knock out his teeth because he is mosi at atmum in He is separating himself from the, from the klal, from the community. And therefore, had he been in Egypt, he would not have been redeemed. So the Mechilta, in formulating and gathering together all of the psukim from the Torah and trying to create this one compilation, this one paragraph that is going to address all the four sons, understandably, would look at the Chacham and say, I cannot have the Chacham say, that Hashem commanded you. Rather, we have to make it more inclusive. This is supposed to be the positive son. This is the wise son. This is the son who is on a path to, path to be a tzaddik. This is our positive role model. We have to switch around that language. This son has to include himself. He has to say, Makes sense. He should have the more inclusive language. However, when we get to our Haggadah, the language is switched back to etzchem. It is switched back to be rather exclusionary of the speaker himself and only addressing the one he is speaking to. And I would like to say, and I would like to suggest, that this switch alerts us to why we say the rest of the answer that we do. And that is because the lesson that we are trying to teach the Chacham is the one of Da Mikra and is the one of Review Sif Kimchi. That what is Chachma without Musr? What is Chachma when it is unchecked? It can run wild. Someone who is a Chacham, it can get out of hand. They can become too wise for their own good. And how do we limit that? How do we prevent that? We show them their limits. We have them understand very clearly their place and where they stand and their ability to recognize themselves for who they really are. That muster aspect of being able to look honestly at themselves 
And we give them that framework through which to understand everything we are going to teach them. How do we see that? We see that the language switches back in the Haggadah to Etchem. We say, the problem with the Rasha was that he excluded himself. But Chacham recognized that we can do this differently. It is not about excluding yourself from the Klal. Rather, it is about recognizing your place in the Mesorah. You are coming to this Seder as the one who is there to learn. You might be a Chacham. You may have a tremendous intellectual capacity. You may know so much, but you don't know everything. You are coming to the Seder, and you are in the position of Bincha. You are the Ben. You are the child. And your parent is the one who has the mitzvah of the Higadita Bincha. He is going to be the one that is going to teach you. And Chacham, it is so important that you come to the Seder with that knowledge and understanding. The knowledge of where you stand and that you have so much to learn. That you are not the one who is educating on this evening. Rather, you are the one who is asking. You are the one who is going to be learning. And when we answer him, we answer him with that message woven in. How do we see that? Then it says, You should tell him the halachos of Pesach. You should initiate him. What he's asking about, he has this tremendous intellectual capacity. He wants to know. He wants to learn. He wants to grow. He sees everything before him, and he can't wait to learn all of it. However, specifically, you tell him, The first halacha that you give him is one that is limiting, is one that seems so arbitrary to us. If we eat the Karban Pesach, why does it have to be that that's the last thing that we eat? Why so specific? But rather we are saying tonight is about knowing your limits. It's about recognizing that this is a night of transmission of the Mesorah and where you stand in that. That you are the one that even though you are a Chacham, you are still a Ben. You are there to learn. You are there to gain. So recognize, There are tons and tons of Halachot of Pesach. But when you go into learning them, when you approach this Seder evening, you have to recognize that it all has to be in accordance with staying within your limits, knowing your place, knowing where you stand, knowing that we are here to do what Hashem wants from us, that our chachma, our wisdom cannot go unchecked. We cannot do just whatever we want because we believe we understand it. Rather, we have to abide by even what we see to be as the most arbitrary of minor details. And the last thing you can taste is the afikumen. There is a limit. Know your limit. Know your place. And then you will be able to pair that element of musr, that element of knowing yourself, of working on yourself. You will be able to pair that with the chachma. And then you can be seen not only as a chacham, but you can fill that role ultimately of itzadeh. The Mishnah in Avos tells us famously, Ezehu Chacham, Ezehu Gibor, Ezehu Ashir, everyone who is wealthy, who is wise, who is strong. And Benzoma, Benzoma tells us in this Mishnah, Benzoma Omer, Ezehu Chacham Halomid Mikol Adam. Who is truly wise? The one who learns from everybody. And the Bartanura comments here and says, Halomid Mikol Adam, Ve'afal Pishahu Katan Mimenim. Even if you learn from some, you learn from everybody, even those that are smaller than you. Through acknowledging that you are able to learn from everybody, even somebody that may be a 
cuts on someone who may be smaller than you, someone who may be less intellectually capable than you. When you learn from them, you recognize that your chachma is l'shem shamayim, that what you are doing with your wisdom is l'shem shamayim. It is not for your own glory and for your own, um, for your own pride over what you have. And this directly addresses who our Chacham of our Arba Banim is. Our Chacham in the Arba Banim is someone who comes to the table as a Chacham, as a wise son. He is not yet the Tzaddik. As Rabbi Schwartz, Rabbi Gedalia Dov Schwartz told us, we as educators, as the one leading the Seder, as the parents, as the ones who are meant to be the guides, have the opportunity to take this Chacham who has entered our Seder and turn him into a Tzaddik. How do we do this? By recognizing the intellectual opportunity that we have, by recognizing that what we have here is Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah, that the Torah has a way to address each and every person who comes to our table. And so too, we are able to take these opportunities and we are able to use them. Second, we must keep in mind that not every person, even the Chacham, the Chacham comes and sees so much to learn, so much to do. But he doesn't always phrase it as a question. He phrases it as a statement. And it is our job as an educator to dig down deeper and say, what is the underlying question here? And we recognize in the Chacham how much he does know, how much capacity, how much ability he does have. When he asks about the Chukim and the Mishpatim and everything that he sees in front of him, we see that he observes so much and he wants to know so much. And therefore we respond to him and we try to teach him the most important lesson that he is going to have to learn. And that is that how do you take someone who is a chacham and make them into a tzaddik? You help them to understand their limits, to recognize that they have the ability to learn from everybody else, to recognize who they should learn from, that they can, even though they are so smart and they are so wise, they still have so much to learn. So tonight, our first lesson that we can take from the Arba Banim is the lesson of the chacham, that true chachma is paired with musr. That unlike Shlomo HaMelech, whose Chachma eventually went unchecked, and it did, it ended up leading to his downfall, unlike Shlomo HaMelech, we are able to take the Chacham at the Seder, and we are able to use this opportunity to teach him, to guide him, and therefore he is juxtaposed in the Russia, that he is the opposite of the Russia. He eventually, with the right guidance, with the right educational tools, can become not only the Chacham, but the Tzaddik.